0: Welcome, uh, everyone, and to this, broad- this special broadcast, it is my pleasure and honor to be with you. My name is Nikkei Roach, fellow marketers, service members, veterans, dads, moms, and everybody in between. I am glad and honored to see you today to be able to to learn and glean from a an, an amazing individual who has a large and broad area of area to cover from. Being the sergeant major and one of the in Sergeant Major, for those of you who have no idea, just think of somebody who's in charge of the toughest school. In the world for military personnel working on strategy, logistics, um, personnel, and really being able to hone the the warfighter, and also to work with civilian personnel, but also how to be able to use innovation, come up with creative mindsets, so that your business or your family can be empowered, to be inspired, and to go further. Or if you're you happen to be a student, you're a law student, a medical student, how to be able to retain information faster, how to read faster, and how to actually leapfrog over your. Co- competition in the quick and the fast method. So thank you for being here. My guest today is none other than retired Command Sergeant Major Robert Bob Burton. Hi, hi Nick, it's really a pleasure and folks out
1: there again, thank you for spending time uh, value your time. Uh, I hope I can add some value to you and help you in your, your learning struggle that so you can achieve more. Time. And that's, that's really the goal, I think it's why we all come uh, to learn from one another. So look forward to learning from you and learning to share uh, some, some things that I've learned um, in accelerated
0: learning uh, in order to reach peak potential cognitively. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Bob. So we're going to tackle right in. So in, in let's say in, in 60 seconds or less, speaking of speed, who is Bob Burton?
1: Well, Bob Burton is now retired. Uh, Retired out of the Army 30 years, which was great, most of it in special operations. Got to be with some of the toughest men and women uh, in our. I really appreciate time. Uh, from small uptown uh, small state uh, small town in upstate New York and uh, we settled here for the raw because uh, the education is, is fantastic. So looking at how do we generation after generation, get They're the center, they're the ones on the they're the future of this nation. And we
0: settled up in Korea, uh, to continue that legacy. Thank you very much and also thank you for your service and we're going to go into some very specific questions for some of you Um, and we cover a broad spectrum and that's intentional because there are different areas and different portions that Bob speaks to so grab your pen and paper turn off your distractions because we're going to address that too to be able to you know to tackle some some funny but also um, some very specific and strategic objectives so that when you finish this broadcast, you can take that and make it actionable. So we're gonna move into the second phase, which is, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges in your area, Bob, of expertise?
1: Well, my area of expertise now is, is since I just got out of the military, made that transition. So if you've made that you know the pain, you know the struggle. you know the difference. If you have to make that transition yet. Be prepared. I was fortunate where I was able to finish and utilize the Army's tuition assistance program, master's degree, uh, finishing this year. I highly recommend education. We've got the mind. The mind it never ever to a normal configuration. So you do that through learning new critical thinking, new tools, new areas that you can apply in life. In the way the world is that now,
0: learning is a required superpower. It's not optional anymore. So learning is a superpower. Tell us a little bit more about that. Why is it's in more specific? You know, why is learning now the superpower versus just studying history and and, and stuff that you do for rote? Why is it? and talk us through that learning process that you've now mastered and actually are teaching others how to do. Absolutely. Uh, So why is it important?
1: Because there's more information produced today in, in less than six months that was produced entirely before the year 1800 and information is doubling at an astronomical rate. How can you tell the difference between what is true, what is not true? You've got to cross-reference, do your sources, do your research. Yes, use the internet, it's a tremendous tool. Actually read books, process this information. And the ability to do that at a high rate is going to be the differentiating factor between successful people and unsuccessful people i'd like to tell you just a couple of anecdotes on that uh bill gates for example he stated if i had one superpower it would be the ability to read fast or read faster i might also say that warren buffett reads in upwards to four to six hours per day i challenge are they successful do they read because they're successful or are they successful because they read i believe the latter they are successful because they read The learning cycle starts with having the right. Actually, you start with a problem. What is your problem? What are you trying to achieve? Is it a scientific problem? Is it an engineering problem? Is it an English paper you have to write? So you set out to solve a problem, clearly define the problem and then seek information to solve the problem. The more information you have, the better your solution is going to be. My problem was this actually was about a year ago. (laughs) is my reading wasn't where it needed to be. My learning wasn't where it needed to be, and my graduate uh, GPA was reflecting that. So I'm just telling you, in a short amount of time, you can achieve tremendous results. Here's what I did, if I could share this anecdote quick. I reached out to Alfred Burke, he's the world's fastest reader. And I got his program, I started going through speed reading, and I started going to Accelerate learning and then actually asked Howard to be my mentor. And he agreed. He also came in and taught the, the Special Operations, Special Forces special at Fort Bragg, in their training pipeline that Nikkei mentioned, um, in order to enhance their cognitive ability, their processes. And with an environment that's changing rapidly with new stressors, new uh, things to consider, the mind must process at an accelerated rate in order to even survive on today's modern back and I'll pause in today's business environment.
0: And, and, I, and I'm glad you put, pointed out it. You, battlefield and business field. I mean, you can, you can, there's correlation between both of them. You have an objective that's to solve a problem for, for a client or a customer or a patient. But also in the military, especially in Special Forces Command, you have objective, you have regulation, you have rules and you have different things, to. but you have to do it. And you have to do it in the most effective and efficient way to get it done, for lack of a better word, to take care of the nasties to protect our, 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 our republic um how how take take us through like a quick quick super lesson because i I remember you said like speed learning and you and you you studied with your mentor give us a quick snap of how to increase and accelerate your reading capability i'm glad you said it you pointed out that you said something to to do with you know you can go on the internet you can search it up on and i think you said this before in another conversation you can go on google but i think you really sort of said books go back to reading books Give us a quick snapshot of something to really speed up your reading tonight.
1: Sure, sure. So this is this is interesting. I get excited when I go into a library. Now, some of you may not like books, and if that's you, that's okay for now. But you got to make a decision that um, I want to be better, and that's going to take effort. Uh, I had a lean six sigma course that I was taking, and. I wanted to really learn everything I could about it. Matter of fact, that's called uh, front-loading or saturating your brain. It's called brute-force learning. It's a good thing. And what you're doing is – so here's – let me tell you the story. I went into the local library base. I got about six books on Lean Six Sigma. They kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, there's ideas in these books. I can't wait to dig into them. One idea can change your life, can change your world. So I went and I got those books. I started with a series of questions. You asked me to sum up how you can accelerate and make a difference right away. Remember we talked about problem solving. Problem, you have to define the problem. Step number one in any problem solving process. So now you're going after a set of questions. You could read for who, what, where, why, and how. And we can talk about that more. Um, that works with children and you probably remember that from some of your primary grades. Um, but it doesn't go away because those are the key indicators you're looking for that paint the picture and tell the story for your brain as you're moving through
0: uh, text in a rapid manner to find answers and solve your problem. Start with a problem. So that, that's the first place is start with a problem and then go rapidly do it. So. I want to I go into another exercise because I, I, this is something that I even try with my kids and it, w- it was amazing. How, give us something. How do you come up with innovative ideas? Now, this is innovation for marketing. If you're looking at a new innovative marketing, you're looking for innovation within your specific sphere of influence. If that's medicine, if that's family, if that's military experience, if that's post military experience and you're looking to read jumpstart your career or something to get into, take a, take us through maybe a, like a super quick, fast way to discover innovation in under 60 seconds. Sure. Now, what you're looking for are breakthroughs.
1: You're looking to see something that's in plain sight that others just aren't seeing. Kids are really good at this. This is gonna sound like an oversimplified exercise or drill but I think you'll actually surprise yourself with your own results. Let's just say you – and I, I was working with a set of uh, graduate
0: – Why are you doing that? Tip your phone tip, – tip your image download. There you go because we're looking up your chin now. <laughs>
1: I appreciate that. Um, so I was working with a, a group of graduate students, and one of the first exercises I did with them, which they're wondering why I did it, I pulled out a paper clip. Actually, before I pulled it out, I said, I'm going to pull out an object and I want you to come up with as many uses for this item that as, I, as you can, and write it down. And I pulled the item out, and it was a paperclip. They could only come up with, in 60 seconds, about five or six items each. We put them all together, I think we totaled 10 unique items. I said, okay, for the second 60 seconds, now you have 100 of these items. Some of the things you can come up with, and they had a hard time, so I had to help them. Okay. For a a paperclip, you can write your name on a tree with a paperclip, you can clean your nails, you can do a lot of things with it, you can make a pen holder, Um, how about with a hundred paperclips? You can make a jump rope, you can make a tire swing, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, Kids are really good at this. When do we lose our curiosity? When do we lose our ability to dream and to think and to create? Because believe it or not, there's a creativity crisis in America and actually in the world um, that we've got to bring back. And that could be another whole other discussion. Um, But you can change that by being deliberate about looking at your world um, and finding things that others don't see.
0: Wow. And, and And I think that's that's one of the key factors that you said, being deliberate and discovering key factors that others don't see. So. Now this is going to segue again to let's say 30 plus years ago. You're somebody in upstate New York, you're a little kid, trying to find your place. Why did you join the military? <laughs> well,
1: oddly enough, um, it might, I won't say oddly enough, I guess my, my family had a history of, of being in the military. Um, it was a long time ago, we're talking about the the Korean War era. Mm-hmm. However. Um, Thirty years ago, in the 80s, uh, I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to go to college. Uh, I didn't have the resources to do that. Um, so I saw the military as a new opportunity, and I knew I needed some discipline. And the military provides that. And 30 years later, I couldn't have made a better decision.
0: <laughs> so now that now that you're 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 starting a new career because now you're a retired uh, executive level, and you're taking 30 years of combined information, knowledge, and Downloading it into the new generation of business leader, military leader, student, and what have you. Um, how how do you how do you adjust now that you're you're sort of you have moved away from getting up with reveille, you know, every day and and commanding like the strongest fighting force and the toughest uh, late, uh, men and, and women in uniform to be able to, to take care of things. What is the adjustment factor now, now that you've been out and you're you're in civilian attire, full time.
1: Well, it, it, believe it or not, it, it's not that difficult because in the military, you start each day with purpose. You start each day on a mission. And you got to do the same thing, I think, in any area of life. Whether you're a child, whether you're a teen, whether you're a business person, whether you're a parent. Let's just choose for a parent. I've got three kids, three kids and a wife. Um, we start each day saying, you know what, our purpose is we want to grow them up to achieve greater things than we achieve. That means we've got to pour into them and challenge them. Would they rather play video games? Yes. But we have them read books and write and do math, from them, even over the summer. I will admit, though, my wife does most of that work, and she's amazing. Um, but me and my family, we had a chance to go out with uh, with Howard Berg and do dinner when he was at Fort Bragg. And, and just having someone of, of that caliber to show them what's possible is amazing. So I love doing that, pouring onto other people, saying, here's what's possible. There, there's no such thing as a bad brain. There's only a trained brain and an untrained brain. So if you fall in one of those categories, you got to assess yourself. Come up with a purpose, a mission that you're on, and uh, be very, very deliberate. I'll use that word again, be deliberate about change. Develop a plan um, and, and learn. How do you learn? How do you learn rapidly in the information age? I wrote an article on LinkedIn. It's called, um, you know, your learning ability is your survivability in this information age. So if you get a chance to read that on my profile, absolutely. It's really key, but it's the ability to, to establish purpose in your life. Be very, very deliberate um, with, with your learning activities. And I, I, I and
0: I, I mean I, I've been here that over every time we talk is be you know intentional, purpose driven. Have a plan when you get up in the morning. Don't just say, "Well, what am I gonna do today?" You know, it's like, okay, this is you know we're we're here to grow our kids. We're here to improve our marriage. We're here to you know create uh, stronger leaders, stronger mental leaders. We're looking, you know, you have a purpose every time you walk into a space. It's not that, "Hey, let's just drop yourself in this." particular face and trying to figure it out as we go along it's like okay i have a purpose so therefore i have to think about that so swinging back into the military how did you among all the likely candidates around the country end up becoming both commandant of the special forces of the john f kennedy special forces school and those guys if you don't know what they are just go look up special forces totally awesome and the non-commissioned officers academy how did that happen? I mean, how did, how did that, I mean? There are a lot of candidates, qualified candidates, and some of the toughest and the brightest that our nation produces. How did you get picked up? And I'm not saying you're not totally awesome. I'm just saying what made you so unique that the command said, Bob Burke, I want him to lead this. So, so I just want to clarify, quick. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no problem. So I just want to clarify
1: quick. I was, I've only served as the commandant of the NCO Academy, which you are correct, falls underneath the Special Warfare Center at school. So I've always had a passion for leadership. Leadership is the, really, if you want to boil it down to it, it's nuts and bolts, it's influence. John Maxwell says it's influence, nothing more, nothing less. And I've learned the best way to influence is through taking care of people, that's servant leadership. Now, how did I get in the position? Um, I volunteer. It's one of those tough positions that growing the next generation is not an easy task. It's a difficult task. Um, Taking a step back from the operating force to go into the um, institution is is, is a tough step. However, for family reasons, um, was one of the main things that I I did that. However, the ability to impart knowledge, experience, mentorship, leading by example, um, in the NCO Academy was the perfect place. Now, I went from the deputy to the commandant when the actual commandant left. But I do wanna highlight something. It's only by the trust that I had developed with my commanding general that he even allowed that opportunity. Mm. So I volunteered to go there, and then my merits and abilities and the strength of my team. I never wanted to I did anything great by myself. Remember that nothing great in this life is done alone. It always takes people, and it takes a team. So we had built that great team. We passed accreditation. We were setting standards for the army,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: leadership development, growing our people, and even even academic. Standards were on the rise, um, so really I just had a great team, had a great mission, and we were deliberate every single day, determined
0: to be better tomorrow than we are today. Wow! That and it, I hope everybody's paying attention. If you're not, we're talking to retired Command Sergeant Major Robert Bob. Burton. I'm um, here. He's based out of Raleigh, North Carolina, of course, of course, here. And he's gleaming and sharing you kind of in a very short time period, some success factors within your business, your marriage, your family, as well as coming up with innovative ways. So I want to go back a little the opposite direction uh, for for young people and in your experience in in, in training up young leaders, both in the, in the home as well as across, you know, as the um, executive in, in, in residence over at North Carolina State University as well as, as training up young, um, young leaders in the military. what have you found to be uh, something that's causing uh, I, I want to say distraction or, or memory loss within the young people and, and, and losing their ability to to think and to remember and quickly grasp things what do you th- in your opinion, your experience what, what do you what do you feel is that? Well we're actually communicating on it right now,
1: technology. Technology can be a great good. It can also be a great evil. Depends on how it's used. Now, I had a discussion just before this conversation about technology being used to solve PTSD-type problems and issues, understanding that cognitive behavior and and the ability to monitor stress and deal with stress. are things that every person needs to be able to accomplish and achieve by themselves, but we all need help. Now, I say that this is the most digitally connected yet socially isolated generation we've ever grown in American in this world. Because of the likes and the um, the saturation, the dopamine release, all these things that are taking, I believe, even a generation hostage, if they're not careful and what is it we're talking on it right now it's a cell phone it can be used to research and to read and listen to music and to calm to empower and strengthen or it can be the greatest distraction um, in your life actually I'll warn you holding you back from your potential it's all in how you use it so set your mind uh, to use technology for good said it we talk about superpowers and good and evil every choice you make it must be deliberate and I'm going to use technology um, to make myself better to contribute more positively to the world so even consider how you post in those mental states that you feel and that you create in others um, but use
0: technology and wield it wisely so, so touching on that, what are some some tips that, and I remember you said something about having certain, um, like a phone or something in your room or near you or having that ability. Um, talk us through that component. That's interesting. I know what you're talking about. I believe it was Stanford University did a study that said even just
1: having your cell phone in the room with your IQ decreases by 10%. That just sounds too good to be real, but it's real because I say this, when Google went from a noun to a verb, we were in trouble. Most people may not even remember this generation grew up, has grown up with Google and that they, they've known it. They have Chromebooks in their classrooms. They communicate on Google you know, Cloud servers and Google Classroom, um, but Google is a company. It's a company. Um, but we Google everything. So we've outsourced our very thinking ability, our ability to remember our thinking ability and learning ability, our survivability, but we've outsourced it to a device, outsourced it to a computer, to a browser. The ability to walk into a a library and use the Dewey Decimal System, even just to find a book, I think would bewilder most people under the sound of my voice right now. (laughs) Um, So acknowledge yourself to put down the technology, get into a book, go to a faraway land, imagine, feel and sense and activate different parts of your brain that, that a digital device is not going to uh, because it can be a good or it can be, you know, an,
0: an evil depending on how it's used. And, and I wanted to use a, a practical example that this happened with a young a young person in in. And I remember, and this is two, two quick stories. One is, I remember when I used to remember a lot of telephone numbers. You know, like when, when it, you know, I could probably in, in that time remember over probably, I would say comfortably 30 good numbers I can re- recall. You know, this number, that number, telephone numbers, my mom's number, my grandmother, you know, everybody's number. That's down to probably comfortably six numbers because of brain, you know, I want to say brain laziness, but I remember a young person who was installing, um, they were rebuilding my computer because there was something wrong with the hard drive. It was an interesting example because problem solving, and you've kind of talked about it, touched on it, was I, he, he he wanted to put some, but there was, there was actually a piece of metal that was sticking out and it would not go in correctly. And so for him, I, was, I looked at him kind of like, okay, that's a fairly simple solution. So he went online to find the part to do all this stuff to get the exact part because he had a generic piece of of basically a frame. He had a generic piece of frame. And I looked at him kind of like, are you going to figure this out? And he didn't, he never figured it out. And so I just took a pair of pliers, grabbed a piece of metal, bent it out a little, and voila, it fit perfectly. So, So being able to think through a very simple process like that could be crucial, could be, you know, being able to be innovative. So moving into the innovative space, how can you help leaders be more innovative with their thinking, with their marketing, with their how they communicate, how they make relationship? How do you how do you train the, ba- the brain, if you will, to always love innovation and look for innovation? So great,
1: great points uh, all. And to train the brain to look for innovation is be curious be curious. Actually take out some white paper and just draw. Just sketch. Consider the problem that you're trying to solve and just, I mean, I watch my daughter draw and she's amazing. I watch my kids just do things and it's like, wow. And it just, it sets me back. So think like a kid sometimes. Um, when we get a little bit mature and a little bit stuffy sometimes, but just think and daydream just a little bit. Think of what is possible. That's the creative model. You've actually got to size I'll give you two questions you can ask yourself that will actually help you to create and come up with new opportunities, new options that maybe you hadn't thought of before. One question is, what are all the ways I might? The second question, is, how might I? you're trying to be innovative innovation is something that you do creativity is something that you do we've been that you're either creative or you're not creative you're this or you're that don't let anyone lay you you choose your own potential it starts with the decision i'm going to be creative i'm going to be a good artist even if i can just draw stick people today tomorrow with practice and it's just having a commitment to become better i recommend this hang around with the type of people you want to become. You want to be rich, hang out with rich people. You want to be innovative, hang out with other innovators, especially in the North Carolina area and Raleigh. And and I, I talked with, with someone here recently, they're building some biomedical devices. Uh, At Duke University to help people to solve terrible health problems, right? We've had discussions about how do you bring healthcare to rural locations. Just start with a problem, come up with new ideas, new opportunities, and then make those a reality. There's people out there, but you got to have a vision. You got to have a dream. And I'll challenge you to do this communicate that vision, communicate that dream, and there's someone out there to help you. But don't do it. Get around the type of people um, who can help you achieve great things.
0: And, and I think, and I, I, I want to, I, I think that that is so important because you, you you touched on it, and it was two parts earlier when you were looking to uh, assimilate more information, more you know, be able to read. So you reached out to someone who could help you. You had a problem. You wanted to be able to do it faster. So you you didn't go, and it was two parts to this because you didn't go to. The second string. You didn't go to the, the guy who maybe or the, the gal who may be a little faster. You didn't yeah. go to somebody who may be able to read just just two times faster. You literally contacted the fastest reader in the world and said, Can you teach me? I want to hang around you. And and so it, it was it was you had a problem, you had an objective, you reached for somebody, you hung around that person. Who you were to help you, and then and it sounds like you continue to stew yourself, be it at on the academic campus or moving back onto the military um, uh, campus or in your local community grade school campus. It seems like wherever there are people who who who, and I see you and I, and I remember reading as a change agent, somebody who comes in sees sees a problem and said, "Who can we bring together?" And to be able to solve this problem and use innovation, and, and just taking ideas that seem mundane, to mundane ideas, and put them together as something and create something brilliant. Am I right or
1: wrong? <laughs> I, no, absolutely. And, and I like your point. You know, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want? It? How, bad do you want it? how bad do you want it? You gotta because just getting up day day, putting in the hours, the extra hours. I get up early every morning, probably about five o'clock. You gotta spend some time for you. If you're spending all your time, you know, with TV and devices and and friends, all those things are good, but you gotta spend some time and develop yourself, commit some time to growing yourself. And and, Nika, I'll tell you, when I work with different folks, I just see their potential before they see it. I tell folks I'm a locksmith. So what do you mean a locksmith? It's my job is to get to know you. I learned this as a leader, to, to understand your individual approach, how you see the world, your personal culture, core values, and all those things, and then help you discover your world. With that, that key to unlock your potential. So I see the potential in people before they see it. Um, and I think we have that same opportunity to, to speak into the lives of people every single day it's not about us if we approach the world it's not about me how can I learn something that I can teach it so I, I'll tell you this I learn to teach I learn so that I can teach and there's a really Mechanism called the technique. That if you can learn something so well that you teach it, you actually understand it better. And then when you teach it to someone, that's why you want to be a mentor, have a mentor, be a mentor. You now get to learn it again because you're articulating. Just like I have an opportunity to speak now, I'm learning again every time every question you're asking me because I'm forced to think. Thinking is a good thing. Make time for it every day.
0: I agree. So. I wanna uh, I wanna change and, and, and slow it down just a little for two two to three final questions. This is a little bit more personal um, with your family because we cover family just a little bit broadly. But I wanted to say, you know, with your kids, right, there there's somebody just poking <laughs> oh hello, that's one of the kids. <laughs> okay, hello. <laughs> okay, so as a parent, as a dad. What what sort of freaks you out? I mean, you've you've been in some pretty tough zones. You've been in combat zone in, in the Pacific, in Asia, in, in the Middle East. I mean, you've been a lot of places, and you've been in some tough places that I suspect that a lot of people can't even find on the map. When it comes to being a dad now, what kind of kind of makes you feel like, man, I'm a little scared? And that's that's a whole different process altogether. What sort of freaks you out when you're when you're kind of looking at your kids? Well, that we talked about distraction a little
1: bit, that they would get distracted. I think parents have a unique opportunity to help their kids to see a future that they make possible. We can't force our dreams and our ambitions on our kids, but we can help them to discover their own ambition. Um, but if, if they get distracted from their purpose, everyone has a unique purpose. That's where your giftings and your calling and your strength come from. They're all tied to your purpose. You find your purpose. So my, my biggest fear, I guess, would be that um, that they don't discover that purpose. That purpose is what gets you out of bed in the morning. My purpose is so great. I, I, I almost don't sleep because my purpose is to, is to change the world, is to help people. You'll find them on my LinkedIn profile that others may accept. Remember, it's not about you. So to be more precise about the question, again, that maybe they would lose their purpose at some point in life. Um, and then from there, you become a wandering generality instead of a meaningful specific. Be a meaningful specific every day.
0: I love that, be a be meaningful specific. So, and this is the the, the Mrs. on your side, who's I'm sure somewhere in the background. <laughs> How do you and your wife share special moments together? This is a little more, you know, the the, the, the husband wife time. How do you guys share? I mean, may, you know, the kids have gone to sleep or the kids are, you know, somewhere else. How do you guys, you know, maintain that strong bond together as as two separate individuals, but now as a as a couple and then raising three children? I mean, how do you guys, you know, create that?
1: Yeah, you know, and and I'll give you just a, a real life example. Um, is is be vulnerable. Oh man, be vulnerable. You know what, as a leader, this goes and I don't I don't need leadership trial because a very specific question about my spouse. But be vulnerable. Um, it's powerful. I was vulnerable, brought some things to her where I didn't feel like I was succeeding. She provided just the right encouragement that I needed, and I'm still here for it. So, everyone has their moment. So, just be real. Be real with yourself, be real with others, and uh, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Be transparent. How do you be transparent? You just got to share things. You just got to communicate. You got to get things, get past yourself. You've heard me say that multiple times. Our self stands in our way, our own way of our greatest potential, our greatest progress. Um, So just be be vulnerable. It takes a lot of self. Searching takes being comfortable with who you are, but it all stems from a greater purpose, knowing that you've got to accomplish something that only you can achieve. And with that comes a hunger, a passion, and renewed energy and
0: strength. And then share that with other When I get to share that with my spouse. Well, thank you very much. Now, in, in closing, just to just to wrap it up, if someone wants to, you know, connect with you to, you know, find you as a mentor, as a teacher, as a change agent within their business or in their industry, or maybe they're going into service or maybe they're transitioning out of service. And again, they're you know, if you're in medicine, law or whatever, and you're looking for someone to be able to, to work with, to guide you, to mentor you, um, how do they how do they reach out with you to you? Sure, sure. Yeah, no, and
1: I I would love that um, because I I do make myself available. Uh, Just Robert Burton, you'll you'll find me. I don't think there's too many of me in LinkedIn. LinkedIn's the easiest place. I I I post some content, got some articles. I actually have a shared leadership notebook for Evernote, so there's a lot, a lot of content. but again, yeah, I would love to reach out if you, you just want to talk, uh, any assistance, uh, if I can provide some insights, some nuggets, if I can help you with speed reading. Um, it's a skill that you can achieve, one, you got to want to do it, um, and then two, you need the tools. Uh, and that's all I do. I tell folks as a locksmith, what's a locksmith? They, they solve your problem, you need to open a lock. My job is to help you achieve
0: your potential. Well, thank you for helping me as well as all the viewers in on this space to be able to unlock their potential in this small time period. And I appreciate what you what you did for the 30 plus years and what you continue to do as and and I know sometimes as as you know veterans, we tend to, you know, we, we hear a lot of things. And I think one of the strongest things and we, we sometimes don't think about that. One of the strongest things I believe in, one of the greatest position that we have is husband and father. And, and we sort of diminish that because we think, you know, I'm in the CEO, I'm an executive, I'm, you know, I'm teaching the warfighter, you know, I have security clearance, you know, I have a I have a resume a mile long that has all kinds of you know positions position that people would love to assail to, but being a father, being a husband, and being able to help not only your children but the children that your children will marry down the road possibly, and and to be active in the community and not just sit back and wait for it to come and seek out those allies and those partners who can help you um, to succeed in your mission and to help them to unlock so that they can succeed in their mission and their purpose of being on this planet as opposed to wandering you know, tr- you know kind of I don't know exactly what I should do today <laughs> kind t-
1: of you, you know what if I, if I could just make kind of a final comment on that um, you're, you're exactly right and I love that um, outreach you really want to find yourself get out of your own way get out of yourself how do you do that volunteer help someone mentor someone. and serve people that's the greatest gift that you can give humanity I believe is to serve your gift. To them, don't go around charging. How much can I get for this? You didn't hear me talk about money one time. It's not about about giving a gift. And if I'm giving a gift, the amazing part is it's not for it's for you. So I've been reaching out to local veteran organizations here in the in the Raleigh area, and just trying to team up, like you said, build those alliances. Why? So I can give. Not so I can get. Why do they do what they do? So they can give. So just be a giver. And, uh, it's just amazing what comes into your life, what comes back to you when you give. So yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation again. I hopefully have a, a few nuggets, a few tidbits of information. Um, but yeah, definitely if you re- read, read an article on LinkedIn. I think it'll really help out. It gives the strategy. Um, and, uh, my mentor, Howard Berg, his information's in here too. If you want to reach out to him. Um, he's such an amazing guy. He's so friendly. And, uh,
0: he would love to hear from this. So, but reach out to me as well, and
1: because
0: uh, I want to get. Well, thank you again, uh, Bob, for being here, for taking time, working your family, for for downloading the information that you've acquired and learned, and continue to process throughout the day. And I want to thank you, the honored guests who've been here today, to take time to be able to use the wisdom, the knowledge, and the tools to be able to impact your life, to solve complex situations, make simplifying them and then being able to to find your purpose to discover your purpose and if you're not sure yet reaching out to the people can help you to discover that because you know serving others volunteering as bob had alluded to you know that's the key come out come out to serve and your your way will be found okay don't don't get all stressed and weird about that so thank you very much if you need more information if you're looking for just contact bob and if you have other information you know, or other questions you like to reach out to me, I'm on LinkedIn, Face, Facebook, Instagram, and a whole bunch of other places. I probably shouldn't be after listening to Bob tonight. Um, um, You can reach out to Nikkei Roach and I look forward to talking with you. And hopefully we can, you know, create amazing things together, taking people from all across the globe to be able to use innovation, impactful, purposeful with our talents and our abilities. Thank you for joining us today and safe travels wherever you are. All right. Thank you, my friend. Bye.